0: victory over the Aramians that surround his house and the the servant goes out of the house sees the Aramians surrounding goes back in and says master what are we going to do? he says chill man it's okay and he says Lord open his eyes and the Lord opens the servant's eyes and he looked and around all the hills were numerous angelic chariots and angels more numerous than the enemy and God gives him victory what a ministry what a hero Pastor Danny continues sharing the stories of the members of the Hall of Faith, the passage in Hebrews that celebrates the trust placed in God when the world didn't make any sense. He'll talk about people like Barak and Deborah, King David, Samuel the prophet, and he'll share an incredible story of God's power in the life of Elisha. And Pastor Danny will challenge you. He'll urge you not just to read these stories, but to learn from them, apply them to your life, and step out in faith as you continue to follow Jesus. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 with today's edition of The Living Word. To every nation for all We've spent a total of nine weeks in Hebrews 11, other messages in between those nine weeks, obviously. And in that time, we've looked at quite a few characters in the Bible who responded to God by faith, Abel, Enoch, Noah, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Moses' parents, And then, of course, the people's faith we looked at, the corporate faith. Last character we looked at, one of my favorites, uh, Rahab, the prostitute. Hers is a Cinderella story like no other. But at this point, the Holy Spirit moves the writer to quickly mention others who responded to God in faith. And there's not a lot of elaboration. These are people who performed. Heroic exploits, even received miraculous uh, intervention from heaven, beginning in verse 32, and what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Women received back their dead, raised to life again. Can you imagine? And I know people in this service that have lost a child, some more than one. You imagine God performing the kind of miracle that he gave that child back to you in this life? I know that's what every parent would desire. Some of these people experienced that. It's quite a collection of figures, Gideon. Seven years, the Midianites had been oppressing Israel, and then the work of the Midianites did its job because Israel sinned, and God allowed the Midianites to oppress them with the intention and with the desire that they would repent so he could once again bless them. It worked. After years of oppression by the Midianites, they cry out to the Lord, and God's chosen instrument is a man named Gideon. Now, let me say at this point, I need you to just try to pretend that you're my children. I'm not going to be telling you to turn to scriptures like I normally would. So, just imagine, I'll tell you a few Bible stories. Gideon's a great story. Midianites oppressing Israel. They cry out to the Lord. God chooses Gideon. Here's what uh, the story in the book of Judges says The angel of the Lord, after they cried out, came and sat down under the oak and oprah that belonged to Joash, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press. So God sends the angel of the Lord to this wine press where Gideon is threshing wheat. By the way, the angel of the Lord, whenever you see that phrase in the Old Testament, whenever you hear it or read it, that's Christ in the Old Testament. Not an angel, the angel of the Lord, the messenger of the Lord. It's Christ before he became the baby Jesus and the man Jesus, Christ. And we know that by looking at the text that refer to the angel of the Lord and how uh, things he did and how people responded to him. He's God. So the angel of the Lord comes to Gideon as he's threshing wheat, and here's how he opens the conversation with Gideon. He says, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, those chuckling are ones that know the story, because at this point in his life, Gideon's anything but a mighty warrior. He's threshing wheat in a wine press. You don't thresh wheat in a wine press normally. But he's afraid of the Midianites. He's hiding. He's in a wine press. He's threshing wheat. And the angel of the Lord comes, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And here's his response My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I'm the least in my family. In other words, I'm not a mighty warrior. The angel assures him that he will be with him, and they will strike down the Midianites. That's not good enough for Gideon. Gideon says, Will you give me a sign? Give me a sign. Gideon prepares an offering. The angel of the Lord says, take the offering, put it on that rock. He puts it on the rock. Angel of the Lord takes the staff that's in his, his hand, strikes, through, touches the rock, fire flares from the rock, consumes the offering. I think that's a pretty good sign. And then he's given his first assignment. Before he goes to fight the Midianites, there's something he needs to do. The angel says, go to your father's house and tear down those idolatrous altars of his. His father is an idolater. He's got altars to Baal and an altar to Asherah. And that's his first assignment. Go tear down your father's altars and then build a proper altar to the Lord in their place. And here's what it says. He does it, but here's what it says. He was afraid of his family and the men of the town. So he did it at night. Well, they find out the next morning, they do some investigation, find out it was Gideon who did it. Now, thank God his dad, his dad, when the men of the town are all upset because these altars have been torn down and an altar to the Lord uh, in, their, in their place, they're all upset. But his dad comes and says, well, listen, if we got to defend Baal, he's not much of a God, is he? And now he's given his assignment. Go call together the men of Israel. So who will come and fight with you. And so he calls, he sends the message out, 32,000 men show up. God says, Gideon, I want you to go to those men and say, if you're afraid and you don't want to go into battle, you can go home. Gideon's thinking, what? He's got to be thinking that because he's going up against an innumerable Midianite army, but he goes out before the people and he says, hey guys, God says anybody that doesn't want to go fight, it's okay, you can go home. 22,000 men took God up on his offer. He's got 10,000, then God says to him, that's too many. (gasps) You're kidding me. God says, go down to the lake, go down to the river, go down. And anybody who drinks, uh, lapping like a dog, they're out. But anybody who kneels down, stays alert, they're in.